Hello and welcome. My name is Mark Blatstein, the physician founder of Physician Pre-Sentence Report Service. Your client is going through this life-altering experience as they prepare for their sentencing hearing. You've done your best as their attorney, and we all know 98% or more of those in the federal system wind up spending some amount of time in federal prison. But the question remains, is your client prepared to speak with their judge today? Because as they go into the sentencing hearing, I suppose the question is also, what's the one thing that differentiates them from everyone else entering their judge's courtroom today? And so there are going to be stakeholders that your that the client your client the defendant is now going to be running into and they've already run into a few and stakeholders are going to be those that control or who are going to are going to control their life for the foreseeable future the judge already knows which is one that the attorney that you who is you has been paid to say nice things about them, which will continue through the sentencing memorandum. And you've done the best that you can to keep them out of prison. And if the cards were great and aligned, then we've done that. But, you know, unless if 90, 98% of the time says that that may not happen. The probation officer, well, they're there just to get a feel for the pre-sentence interview and then make the recommendation for placement to the judge and sentencing. But if there's a narrative in there and they become an advocate for your client, that they may have an impact positively with the judge. The prosecutor is a stakeholder. They want a conviction. They want another notch in their file. The Department of Justice wants jail time. The judge, though, Really, the judge and judges across the country, uniformly, they really know nothing about the, your client or their the, the defendants, but they uniformly, they want to know. And so the goal of the narrative is to help the judge understand who, the, who this person is. Help the judge understand who you are. Why you deserve leniency? What's changed in your life that caused you to break the law? You need the person needs to have invested the time because you can't change the past. But possibly, if we invest the time to write this narrative, the story, possibly we can change the future. And so. As the probation officer, we get closer to the pre-sentence interview time and you are putting together all of the information as the attorney does for the pre-sentence interview. Part of the preparation, in my personal opinion, is also going to be a document that is written by the defendant, reviewed by the counsel, that, in, that is the narrative release plan and a re, an answer to the Spark 13 assessment questions. 
all woven into one document. And why is that? Because when the person, when the defendant or the person goes into prison, in order to participate in first step back programs, they have to take these assessments, the questions. And it does make sense to me that they know the questions ahead of time, kind of like the cliff notes, I guess, when I was in high school. But if they know what to expect, then for one thing, if they have all of this woven into their, we'll call it one large narrative, which includes answers to the assessment questions, the reentry plan and the narrative, then the probation officer is going to think that this person is prepared. And they're going to convey that to the judge. This will then allow the probation officer more time not to concentrate as much on the pre-sentence interview form, but to, to speak with your client. And also, they may appreciate, because they have no extra time, they may appreciate the efforts and wind up being an advocate for the client, for your client or the defendant. Other stakeholders, the prosecutor, they want a conviction. The BOP Designation Center, Grand Prairie, Texas, they'll never meet your client, but they're going to place your client into a prison. And so preparation is the work that your client can do to advocate for themselves. And this is taking the time to put together, to write their personal narrative, release plan, and answers to the assessment questions. And that is all it takes a lot of responsibility. So the narrative is writing their story, telling the judge how they got to this point in their life. It's going to be a it's going to be a long rewrite. It could take weeks and or months. <clears throat> it's a self-reflective experience that is going to force them to go to a face-to-face -face with their innermost thoughts. It, you know, it could be painful at times. Um, it may require them enlist someone else with sentence mitigation experience to guide them through drafting the narrative. But it's going to require their participation in this experience. It could take months, as I said, to complete. It can result in a distilled version of themselves, which is honest, pure, where they feel remorse, accept responsibility, identify with the victims of the crime they perpetrated. They've already started taking before the indictment or pre-sentence interview, the if there's applicable Alcoholics Anonymous programs, Narcotics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, or sex offense therapy sessions, if any of those were applicable, they're in the uh, narrative. But it's your story, you know, and when it's when it's done, it's the opposite of the Department of Justice's indictment, which is their narrative, which has already been read possibly by the judge, prosecutor, colleagues, friends, and family. And so as, as you as your as your defendant stands before this at the sentencing hearing and anticipate, you know, nervous, a little bit scared. Waiting to see if the judge, if they've read the narrative, and then will start questioning your client, the allocution, realizing that, you know, taking all the time to write this, 
has been a cathartic experience. And speaking from the heart now may be a positive impact on their sentence. The release plan, which has also been part of the narrative, you could share with the court that you, you know that you know that there's first step back programs that could where you could learn lessons that you could that you could that could impart that you could use from your day-to-day life it's since your indictment arrest criminal charges that you've had time to think about all that you've done. You realize that you did make bad decisions, that you did harm people, that it's not about you, it's about the victims, and that there's things you need to do to make things right. That you, you know, that for re-entering, that you know that you're going to have copies of your social security card, birth certificate, driver's license may be expired. If it is, then you just need to have another test if that's required. Or just get it updated. You're going to move into a home. It's either going to home of relatives, a friend, a girlfriend, a wife. Where that will be your support structure. And they may have a letter written where they're, you know, or that where they're going to make sure that they will be responsible and hold you accountable for everything that you do. Possibly you have someone who's a friend who will be able to employ you because they're going to, and it's a letter, a character reference letter that says that when you get out of prison, that due to your character and your skills, that they will attempt to rehire you. This is your allocution. And that is a big deal. And federal judges around the country are interested in knowing this. They have been saying that they're persuaded by a defendant who's sincere and demonstrate insight on the crime. They Mark Bennett's a judge says he want to have, they want to have a he wants to have a conversation with the defendant. That's a big, it's very important. Character letters. Having character letters as part of your documentation, but these are letters about your character. And these are persons that have known you for a long time. And that they've known that you've broken the law and that it's out of character for what you for the person that they've known. And they could write that they've known you for 40 years. And they know that you that you're very, you know, remorseful and that they won't be well, that you won't be back in the court because this person will be looking out for you in the future and they're going to hold you accountable again. And so now in closing. Do both you and your client feel better prepared to speak with the judge at the sentencing hearing regarding maybe there's more than one thing that differentiates you from others that are entering your judge's courtroom today? I hope you found this helpful. If you're interested in engaging my services, you'll find my contact information at the bottom of this YouTube. And again, I thank you for listening. Have a good day.